Hello, welcome to Living Jesus. My name is Chika Onyangzi, and um, today we'll be looking at the topic Time of Revelation. Time of Revelation. Um, the Bible lets us know that there are times and there are seasons. And um, if you go to the book of Ecclesiastes 3 from verse 1 to 8, you will find out the different times. Um, you have the time to plant, you have the time to harvest, you have the time to laugh, you have the time to sorrow. There is the time, you know, to, to rejoice. There's, you know, different times, the Bible explains. And you will also find out that there's one person who makes this happen, and that's God. Now, um, for some people, you will find out that they've been at a certain place or a certain season of their lives for um, a good number of years. And um, sometimes it looks as if there's nothing going on. But I'm here to tell you today that there is something going on. I'm here to explain to you um, why you would have you know things going on like that for you sometimes it looks as if you've been hidden sometimes it looks as if you've been at a particular spot sometimes it looks as if nothing has been going on um, because there is a time because there is a season for everything there is a time for everything and it is also worthy of note that um, just because it is a season doesn't mean it is the time However, your time is contained in the season. So the time comes within the season. But however, just because it is the season doesn't mean that it is time. So um, when it's the season, it means that the time has come, but the specific moment has not yet arrived. So the moment happens within the specific season. Praise God. And that's why when seasons come, it, it's it, it will, it's good for you to be alert. The Bible says that the sons of Isaac are new times and seasons, praise God. So they didn't only, only know seasons, but they also knew times, praise God. We will look at our text today, um, which is from Acts, um, no, which is from um, Psalms 102 verse 13. Psalms 102 verse 13, KJV says, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yea, the said time is come. The time to favor Zion. Yea, the set time is come. There is that time to favor you. There is that time for transformation. There is that time when the table gets flipped over. There is that time when the oppression stops. There is that time when your prayers are answered. There is that time when things must change. There is that time when light must shine forth. There is that time when your joy must be seen. There is that time when you must be celebrated. There is that time when you must be rewarded for your labor. There is that time when uh, you, your glory must be seen. Hallelujah. Timing. And so the Bible says that the set time to favor Zion is now. It's as though um, Zion has been going through stuff. But now... The word of God says it is time to favor Zion. 
Zion may have been going through all the bashing, maybe going through all the oppression, maybe going through all the wars and battles and everything. But the Bible says it is time to favor Zion. And now is the set time. So it is not only the season to favor Zion, but it is the specific time to favor Zion. Hallelujah. Now, it is also important to know that the one who has the keys to time is God. I mean, God is not contained in time. God is beyond time. Time is contained. I mean, it's within... uh, um, God contains time. Like... Time is within um, eternity. So God spans across eternity. God is beyond eternity. You can't even measure him. So time is beneath God. Hallelujah. You cannot use time to measure God. You can't put God within time. He's bigger than time. Hallelujah. So he's the one who has keys to times and seasons. I'll show that to you. Acts, um, from Acts chapter 1, from verse uh, 7. From Okay, Acts chapter 1. Hallelujah. Let me open that quickly and read to you. So the book of Acts chapter 1 from verse 7 says, you have the disciples asking Jesus, you know, when will, uh, uh, you know, the kingdom of Israel be restored? And this was Jesus's answers to him. This was just about when Jesus was about to ascend and into heaven. And, and verse 7 says, And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. The Father is the only one with the authority for times and seasons. Take, for instance, you have um, maize season. So everybody goes to plant maize and then it's a season of harvesting of maize. So um, let's, 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 for, for the sake of um, anal- analogy, we could say, okay, well, the time for harvesting corn is maybe between March to uh, July. And that's the season. And so you and I don't determine that season. If for any reason you come in, there are certain years you come in and things have changed. The atmosphere changed. The weather changed. Things about the earth changed. And so it moved the season. We can even say that. I mean, you can even uh, um, um, understand. Sometimes you have Hamatan. So rather than it coming maybe from from October, November, towards the end of November, December, you now find out that December comes, even now, December comes, there's no Hamilton. And you find out that Hamilton is coming January, it's coming, it's coming, it blows through January and all into February. And you're wondering, this is strange. Because during Christmas, it's usually cold, but you find out during Christmas, it's as warm as ever. Why? Things change. There's someone with the key. He can choose to move Hamatan to June. And all you scientists, all you do is wonder. And all you people, all you do is talk. But it will still remain. So if you ask me, Hamatan, he chooses when to come. Some places it comes sometimes. Sometimes it snows even beyond past the time when it is meant to stop. And you have really bad weather. The only one with the keys, the only one with the authority, like the Bible says, for time and seasons is God. Hallelujah. He's the only one who fixes it. And when he fixes it, 
That's what I've come to tell you today. When he fixes the time and says, hey, you, my child, it is your time. There's no power in hell. There's no man born of a woman who can stop you because the one who created time, the one who holds the keys to times and seasons has said it is your time. When he says it is time for you to be celebrated, that's it. Hallelujah. And everything must follow suit. Praise God. I'll give you examples. Hallelujah. Um, if you look at the man, hallelujah. So I would I would try not to read the scriptures because um, for lack of time, hallelujah, we're still within time. Amen. So if you find out, look at the leper by the pool of Bethsaida, hallelujah. He's been there for 38 years, been, been, been a leper for 38 years and waits in one of those porches. The Bible says there are five of them waiting for when the angel will go into the pool, stare up the pool. The first person to enter gets healed of whatever ailment it is they have. This man has been waiting, no one to carry him in. He's been waiting, waiting, waiting that, well, perhaps someday it will be his turn. Now, he was wet there waiting, that's in John 5 from 1 to 15. He's been there waiting until Jesus came and asked him, hallelujah. And then Jesus told him, brought healing to him. He didn't need to go into that water, to, to, into the pool to get healed. Grace came to him and healed him, hallelujah. Healed him to a point where um, people began to wonder, is this the same man? Oh, the Bible says that when the angel came into the pool to stir him, it came in at seasons. There was there was certain it came in as it wasn't every day. There were seasons when it came to stir up the water, and at that season, when it came and stirred up, anyone who would enter that pool at that time got healed. This man missed several seasons, but the day mercy came to him, that was the day he received his healing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That was the day he got his healing. I tell you, the, the, when it is time, what you experience is the mercy of God takes over. Because God's power um, has to be seen. So it's beyond you. Now, the one who takes over at that time is God because his glory must be revealed. So it's not a question of what you've done or how it is. It's, it's a function of the one who is sovereign. Because then he's saying, my glory must be revealed. And so my mercy must prevail. So for this man, even the man who was uh, um, born blind from birth, that they, they ask a question, that's in John chapter 9. They ask a question, they say, who sinned? Is it his father? Is it his mother? Is it himself? Did Jesus said, that's not it. It's for the, that the works of my father may be revealed. It may be done. Hallelujah. And so Jesus went ahead and healed this man and told him, you know, spat and then put the spittle over his eyes and said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. As the guy went, washed and came back, he began to see. The Bible says that people around looked at, looked at him and some marveled and said, is he the one? Others said, no, it looks like him. But the man himself confirmed and said, I am he. 
At that time when it is time, mercy came and prevailed over that guy. It didn't matter whether it was his mother that sinned or his father that sinned or himself that sinned. It didn't matter even if it was the entire Israel that sinned. But what, what, what mattered at that time was that the glory of God must be revealed. And Jesus, God chose that it be revealed through the man who had been blind from death. He had never seen. He chose that man at that hour that the glory might be seen. And then it cost men to wonder. That's the same way God men are going to wonder because it is your time. Praise the Lord. In Luke 8 verse 26 to 39, the Bible talks about the demon-possessed man who had lived in caves. The Bible says that there was no chain, no fetters, nothing could hold that man back. That man was wild, raving with legion of demons. No one, he couldn't even live among men. He had to live in caves. Screaming day and night. Inflicting pain upon himself. But when Jesus, the son of the living God, came, mercy came. Grace came. And overrode, I beg your pardon, overrode everything. Whatever it is, we didn't matter whether it was a guy who had done something to attract the demons it didn't matter whether it was his parents it didn't matter what the situation was all the matter was mercy had prevailed and the bible says that jesus cast out the demons from him and cast them into a, a herd of swine just uh, you know close by and the, and the herd ran into the water and drowned and the Bible says the men there, everyone came to watch the man and, and, and they, they, because they knew this man, no one could approach this man. But mercy prevailed because it was time. That man became a sign and a wonder and returned back to men because he had been cleansed from every oppression. And so when it is time, everything that has oppressed you must give way. When it is time, mercy must prevail. When it is time, the glory of God must be seen and it has chosen that it be seen through you. You must remember that. The Bible says that in the beginning was the world. Hallelujah. The, 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 that God created heaven and earth. But the world, the, the earth was without form or void. The, the, there was darkness everywhere. No shape, no form. Kadis Abrahanet. And it all began when the Lord said, let there be light. And light came. And immediately, immediately light came. Things began to change. It was time. Hallelujah. It was time, ma'am. It was time because everything the Lord created followed time. There was a time to make man. There was a time to make the firmament. There was a time to make the plants. There was a time to make the, the animals. Everything came at its time. One didn't, didn't come before the other. No, it came with time. Even though everything came forth from darkness. The Bible says when the Lord said let there be light, it, it separated the light from the darkness. It was time. It was time. The glory you and I see today is coming from a place where the Lord spoke in time. The Lord never misses time. When he speaks, he's speaking at the right time. His own timing is perfect. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
You also have in 2 Thessalonians 2, 4 to 6, it talks about the man who will come at the end times to deceive people. And God will allow those people to be deceived because they refuse to believe in him. But yet his end won't come. His, his, you know, you know, his, his time had not yet come. So he will still be operating at the background. So even the enemy has its own timing. The Bible says that the cup, the cup of the Amorites is not yet full. Genesis 15, 13 to 16. That means even the enemy, there's a time for them to be judged. So whoever it is that uh, um, is standing against you, all I just tell you is just keep facing the God that you serve. Keep doing the things that you're doing because there's a time of judgment that must come for those people because God is a just God. Hallelujah. God is a just God. There is a time for judgment. They might oppress you for years. But when that set time comes, they must reap that which they have sown. Hallelujah. So I'd like to tell you today, even the truth is, if it's not time, you will struggle. Say you, you Let's say you're a minister. You want to be seen. You want to be heard. You're, you're a child of God. You want to see visions. You want to, you want to walk in revelation, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Hallelujah. I want to perform miracles. But the Lord is saying it's not time yet. Why? Because you need to be processed. That's one of the things that timing does. It's not because God is such a, a wicked God. He just sits and decides, no, he's playing chess. No, he's not. If it's not time, it's because you're being equipped where you're fully loaded shipped out because you must be seen you are carrying too much you are carrying too much to be hidden you cannot be hidden you must be set on a hill for all to see you are now well equipped and if it's not time you want to override god you will struggle you will struggle badly you will toil like you've never seen before your sweat will turn to blood and you will still not be seen if for any reason you go behind God, you will be hidden. The only one who has that key to timing is God. And so he pays you that you follow him. That he beautifies you as you go. So that when it's time, he presents you in all of his glory. Hallelujah. I'd just like to tell you today, time will pass time. Hallelujah. I'd like to just tell you today, rest in God. Trust his timing. Are you one looking for the fruit of the womb? Trust the timing of God. Are you the one who looking to get married? Trust the timing of God. Allow him to do the work he's doing with you. Are you the minister that wants to launch out? Trust God. Hallelujah. His timing is perfect. Hallelujah. Are you looking for a job? Trust him. His timing is perfect. But I tell you, when that timing arrives... No power of hell can stop you. It wouldn't even be by you. You will watch things happen. Your atmosphere will change because it is time. And I've come today to tell you that the Lord says it is time. It is time for you to be heard. It is time for you to be celebrated. It is time for you to be honored. It is time for you to be rewarded. It is time for you to be appreciated. It is time for you to be favored. Hallelujah. Is there anyone who is looking to Jesus? Trust that his timing is perfect. And then those who do not even know this Jesus we talk about, this is living Jesus. We speak the resurrected Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm calling you into that fellowship today. Receive him. 
and walk according to his time. Let him beautify you in his own way. Hallelujah. I'll see you next week with another word from the throne. Hallelujah. I beg your pardon. I'll see you next week from another with from uh, uh, with another word from the throne of his grace. Have a beautiful week ahead in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you.